This is Mortification of Spin, a bully pulpit from the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. We can continue only with your help. Visit mortificationofspin.org to make a donation or call 1-800-488-1888. After the podcast, listen for details on how you can receive a free resource. You are listening to Mortification of Spin, Bully Pulpit, the shorter podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. I'm Todd Pruitt, and uh, with me today, as always, is Amy Bird. With us not today is uh, Carl Truman, our beloved colleague, who I believe is traveling the world somewhere. I don't know. I'm sure he's teaching, speaking, um, probably something to do with John Owen. I, I actually, Amy, I was thinking about Carl and his uh, his trip off speaking somewhere, and uh, I thought he's mentioned to us some sort of a, a reformed guide to, to classic rock. Um, yes. Did. which I could find very, very interesting. And so I just now, I'm, I've got this image in my mind because I'm right now gazing at a picture of John Owen. And one of the, he's, got, he's got, you know, lovely long hair, um, you know, very, very uh, kind of thick locks. And, uh, it, well, he was. And he, ha- he, came, he came from the manor. He had some money. And he was criticized by some, if the history that I've read is correct, of being a bit of a dandy wearing knee-high leather boots. <laughs> so I thought, man, you know, this guy, it, it's, it's just a very quick step from John Owen to early Motley Crue in their, mm. in their glam days. And so fine I, I, I think I, it's a very fine line. And so at this point, I'm kind of swearing off John Owen because you start with John <laughs> Owen, you end up with Nikki Six of, of Motley Crue. And so yeah, I'm just not even going to go there. That might be a good idea. It is, it is. Now, I do want to say this. Um, for for um, some of our listeners who may not completely understand what it is we do here on Mortification of Spin, um, this is going to disappoint some people greatly. This is going to end the fantasy completely, and I hate to do it, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull back the curtain on uh, on the Oz that is Mortification of Spin and let you all in on a little bit of a, a, a secret here. Amy Bird and I are in different states right now. Um, different states. Not different states of mind, but geographically <laughs> on the map, different states. And we're communicating through Skype. Um, and so when we do these um, uh, podcasts, these uh, Bully Pulpit podcasts, um, and generally, of course, Carl is with us, we're actually functioning out of, out of three, three, count them, three different states on uh, the map. So when we say things like we're um, outside of a, a movie theater, we're not actually standing, the three of us, outside of a movie theater, <laughs> getting ready to go into a movie to view a film without our spouses. A- Amy, can you confirm that that's true? I can confirm that is true. However, yeah. my husband actually is still pretty disappointed that there were no um, every square inch brownies for him when he <laughs> yeah. came home from work that yeah. day. But. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I've never seen your house. <laughs> I've never seen your kitchen. And um, uh, so so there you have it. I know that this ruins the fantasy uh, for everybody as we say things like we're outside of a bakery or we're in Amy's kitchen or, or, or that sort of thing. It's actually, it's actually make-believe. And, um, you know, I want to give everybody a chance to take a breath right now, uh, dry your eyes. Um, it's mm-hmm. okay. People in, 
uh, in media do this all the time, and um, I just don't want people to be too uh, too disappointed uh, with the uh, with the fantasy that we have carefully uh, created um, for them. So so here we are. I'm I'm sitting in my office in my church office. I guarantee that there are some people very concerned about the fact that they can hear me talking and they know no one else is in my office. Uh, but here I am sitting here with the head headset on and Amy somewhere out in the wilds of West Virginia, uh, beating away the uh, marauding bands uh, of of uh, of cannibals. That's basically um, what I'm doing. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Exactly. So um, now, Amy Bird. Yes. I uh, I understand that uh, you and your family are are uh, participants in some of the more uh, violent sports. <laughs> Um, out there. Well, first of all, I have to clarify that yes. mixed martial arts is, does not even make the top ten list of the most dangerous sports. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. I looked it up. Curling, curling is up there, right? <laughs> Horseback riding is number one. Oh wow! Yeah, and well, boxing is on the list, but underneath of bo- and boxing's like number six. Um, there's huh. this whole description about how much more dangerous boxing is than mixed martial arts. Well, well, well. So those who are going to uh, see our topic today, and and even worse, oh, boxing's um, number eight. Sorry, but go ahead. So, so, so people who are going to be very, very disillusioned by the fact that Amy Bird and her family are appreciators of MMA. <laughs> you, you have the moral upper hand by saying we're safer than horseback riding mm-hmm. right? and gymnastics and cheerleading. I'll tell you what, you families out there that have your kids into horseback riding, gymnastics, <laughs> um, tennis, or, or any of the other dangerous sports, shame on you. Shame on you. Um, but us. So, but us, the, the, the MMA folks, and I, and, I have, and I have to, you know, I'll be the first to admit, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not an aficionado of MMA. I've, I've skipped through a couple times on ESPN and actually um, had a little bit of fun watching a few matches, but... Um, uh, Amy, uh, Amy, I understand that there's a, uh, a ministry you found that will help people like you. Yeah, it is called Fight Club. or There's actually a documentary out now called Fight Church. Yes. And it is about um, having MMA fight clubs in your church. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as somebody who very much appreciates the martial arts, not mm-hmm. that I'm any good at it, but I have family members who really are. And as somebody who, you know, really values the church, I think, well, this is an interesting conversation to have. And, and we were actually asked by one of our listeners to, um, to talk about this whole idea of fight church with, without tapping out, I think he said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting to me because um, we, we were talking earlier. Again, we were conversing over Skype because we're in different states. Um, but we were, we were chatting earlier on, uh, on the fact that um, there, there's there's a distinction, I think, I think a, a, a good and necessary distinction between a a ministry, uh, a parachurch ministry that reaches out to a group of people that have a particular affinity. Mm-hmm. Difference between that and and an actual church, a, a local congregation. Right. Um, and and we we want to make that distinction. It's an important distinction. A, a, a parachurch ministry that has a focus on uh, evangelism towards a particular group that share a, a certain affinity. Um, that they, they are not uh, necessarily uh, well. Well, they're not 
specifically at all charged to to administer the the, the, the sacraments or hold uh, Lord's Day worship services. Um, right. What, what I, you know, I, I think it's particularly those of us in the um, in the Reformed community. I think it's a a good question to ask. What do we think of an organization like Fight Church? And again, as we say that. We're not talking about a specific congregation that has a a ring in the middle of it on Sunday mornings, and Hopefully. their pastor, yeah, and their pastor beating down somebody. Now, see, just as I've said that, there's some good enterprising Arminians out there. They're going to take this right up. But um, <laughs> I, I, you know, we're, we're not talking about that. We're we're talking about how how do we think through um, outreach and evangelism? How, how do we think mm-hmm. through reaching people with certain um, affinities? And if we do that. Um, are there are there certain um, affinities that maybe uh, we would say, you know what, let's not use that as a platform for outreach. Right. I, I think we would agree that yeah, there's got to be some lines somewhere, and and we could we could get specific on that, but I don't think any need to. But what about something like um, a sport where where guys are pounding each other's heads? Yeah, uh, I mean it's it's controversial and. <laughs> I think this distinction is important because even as you and I were doing some research on this and talking about it, um, the documentary seems to be focusing on these pastors and this fight club in the church. And these pastors mm-hmm. are going in the ring and then they're preaching about it um, from the pulpit. And then when we looked up a different website, we saw that it, it seemed to be more of a parachurch organization right. going on in, in other way in Vegas. Right. So right. I think that that is extremely important because yeah. – um, my brother has a mixed martial arts academy, and, and he's a Christian. Yeah. And I find that it's not a Christian mixed martial arts academy. Right. You know, right. his vocation is as an instructor, but his life is shaped by his faith, and therefore people notice that. And right. he has a lot of great opportunities to, um, to talk to people about his faith in yeah. that genre. However... You know, if you bring MMA into the church, then I think we have a major problem. Like mm-hmm. starting this fight club in your church, um, very one-dimensional for one thing. And right. it really trivializes the church and I think embarrasses the sport. And since I care about uh-huh. both of them, um, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and put them both out there. And, you know, I, I think that's probably why we should also leave the, the softball leagues to the beer leagues because, there you, go. you know, I know my husband has been in these church leagues and well let's just say they don't have the best athletes and and <laughs> well, well <laughs> see and that's why that's why i am proposing uh, couch potato church uh for, for the rest of us um and, and it's 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 a it's a ministry really that anybody can excel in if they just put <laughs> as little effort uh, exactly if they just put as little effort into their life as possible um couch potato church may be uh, maybe for you. Well, I so okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here just kind of thinking out loud and struggling through the 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 concept. I, I'm I'm trying to find a good reason to be bothered by a ministry, a parachurch ministry, that that consciously is reaching out to people in the quote unquote MMA. Uh, community, as opposed to the couch potato community, but the MMA community, um, I, I, I would love to to find a reason as to why that's a bad idea, but I'm having a hard time coming up with one. Now, I, I mean, I have, you know, 
given given some of the general concerns about sometimes what happens to quote unquote parachurch ministries, I think I think in general these ministries need need to be under the guidance of of a church and a group of elders, assuming that they're they're orthodox that that they believe the gospel seem, seems to be the case. Um, given the fact that yeah we might have some questions about the propriety of of all of the parachurch ministries that are out there and whether it's good to operate a ministry outside of the accountability of a church. Okay, th- those are different discussions. My, my question is, uh, you know, is, is it inherently wrong for this ministry to be reaching out to people in the MMA uh, community? I'm having a hard time coming up with a, an objection to that that makes sense to me. Well, I mean, I think it's never wrong to be reaching out to anybody for the gospel in any community. And so any ministry that someone would have would be wonderful, given the parameters that you put around it there. But right. I do think that there are some distinctions, especially in something like um, this sport that we need to be careful of and maybe can even make it be a better ministry. And that is um, we don't want to blend God's kingdoms here. And I've noticed a lot of the language in that documentary is um, Jesus didn't tap, which is kind of like a gimmick. <laughs> and then um, tough guys need Jesus, too. And um, then they're talking about fighting the enemy a lot. And so there's this victor fighting mentality in which I think that there's some wonderful illustrations that you can actually use to minister to. And and the the writer to the Hebrews even uses Grecian Olympic fighters as an illustration. However, we need to be careful because the church showcases Christ's redemptive kingdom. And so here's this turn the other cheek mentality that we learn in Christ's spiritual redemptive kingdom, which is very different from his rule in the civil kingdom where um, we have government and justice ruling by the sword. And so we need to make this distinction here and a proper understanding of Christ's different rule in these kingdoms takes grace and redemption very seriously. And it also does reject the pacifism as a Christian application in the civic realm but you look at the MMA and that's a radical thing. It's a radical sport to people, but for different reasons that the church is very radical and we're to be ambassadors of the gospel through the means that God has promised to bless us in Christ. And that's a holy activity with God as the focus. And what I'm seeing in these pastors in this documentary is that it seems like the people are the focus and the fighters are the focus. The point that we're getting at is that we don't want to make a gimmick out of the gospel. And so it's, while it's very important to um, see needs in our community and to minister to those needs, we don't want to confuse the holy message of the gospel with common activity. And if we are going into these common activities and we are ministering to these people, we have to keep the gospel primary and Christ's redemptive rule primary. And we really want to look at what unifies us. Is it Um, the top 10 most dangerous sports? Is it any kind of common activity that unifies us? No. As a church, we're ambassadors of the gospel, and we need to keep this holy activity primary. Todd, are you there? Well, it seems like Todd's internet connection has put him in some sort of chokehold, and we've lost him, so I guess I'm just a woman left lonely to wrap this thing up on my own. And I'm not going to tap out, that's for sure. And so we would like to thank you for joining us on Mortification of Spin, a casual conversation about things that count. And we look forward to spending time with you again next week. 
This has been a bully pulpit from Mortification of Spin, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Just for listening, we'd like to give you a free resource. Visit our website, mortificationofspin.org, to find a link to the download. Mortification of Spin is a production of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Alliance ministries include reformation21.org and events held from Florida to Sacramento. To learn more about the Alliance, visit alliancenet.org or call 800-488-1888. We can only continue to bring you Mortification of Spin with your support. To make a donation, please visit mortificationofspin.org or call 800-488-1888. Please listen again, and don't forget your free download. Oh, boy. Oh, there you're back. <laughs> <laughs>